calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons we found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Let's Hang Out. <gasps> oh, <we're laughs> Season <back>. four. <laughs> <laughs> let's hang out, the podcast that's here. We're queer. We're staying in our houses all year. God damn it. You're welcome. <laughs> I was excited about the first two. I was like, yes, yes, here, queer. And then I was like, wait, I... Uh, and then it got sad. Damn it. Welcome to today's episode. <laughs> uh, we just wanted to kick it back off with a bang. So from the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, which is over 100 episodes long, so you are all... Freaking amazing for being here in season four. Thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And we have... The most exciting announcement for all of you. We have big news, everyone. We have huge news. And I... I feel like we have to say it at the same time, Lee. Ready? Oh, okay. Here we go. We're, We're writing a musical. musical. <laughs> that was close, that actually. Was close, for a right? Yeah, it was unplanned, like, unscripted. Yeah, thing. it was like, what are we gonna say? We are making a podcast musical, and spoiler alert: it's gonna be gay as hell. It's pretty gay. I don't know um, if you thought that we would write a gay musical, <laughs> uh, but the musical that we're writing is pretty gay. So we're very excited. We want to get. We want you all to get excited. It will be coming out next June, but we will have plenty of updates from now until then as the process goes, keeps going. 
Yes, and most importantly, we need your help to make this happen. We are going to be launching a Kickstarter to help us raise the funds that we need to hire all of the actors and the musicians and everything that's going to go into actually making this a real thing. So we are going to be posting that all over our social medias on our website. So this is something that we have been dreaming of for a while. It is finally turning into a reality. We are super excited. We are working with a friend of the pod, Valerie Rose Lohman, joining us as our producer. If you haven't checked out her episode, she's a fantastic voice actress, and we're super excited to be working with her. We also have Caitlin Clear, who is coming on as our screenwriter. It's such a cool team of amazing people. I can't even tell all of you. And we're just very, very excited. It's something that we just can't believe is is starting to be real. It's been so it's we've been keeping it a secret and now we're excited to tell everybody we just have to burst out into song about the musical we're writing yes that is exactly (laughs) our lives right now um but it is going to be a legit audio fiction musical scripted endeavor it's gonna be real it's happening so we can't can't wait to get started and to have have some sneak peeks maybe to show you so keep an eye out we're gonna have all the details uh it's gonna be a, a big project this year but yes. we're super we're super really pumped excited. about it and we always appreciate your support so check out our kickstarter that will be launching on september 21st we also are gonna have our next trivia night coming up in october so october 22nd we are gonna be kicking off orphan black trivia i'm so excited Clone y'all Club, aren't baby. ready okay <laughs> y'all aren't ready for this it's gonna be intense we're super excited we have been having so much fun over the summer with all of the trivia nights we've had a blast um and we can't wait to keep them all going so start I, there's a lot there's a lot to uh study for this one so get started early oh yeah and the easiest way to get tickets for that is just to go to our eventbrite or we also have a ticket link on our Instagram bio. In the greater Les universe, um, we've been gone a while. There's a lot to cover. We're going to so try to much. hit some of the biggest highlights. Um, starting with some of you may know, you may have heard us talk about a show that we're, you know, like we think is fine. It's great. Um, it's, it's a little a little show by the name of Winona Earp. Um, and we're just going to take a second to talk about have a moment of a silence. Certain- <laughs> a certain scene that happened. I know we're farther into the season now, I know, and we're all we're all waiting um on our next hiatus, but <clears throat> let's talk about episode uh episode 2. You're a little flustered by the by the section of season 4. <laughs> I'm a little flustered by we're, we're we have to talk about the stairs. The stairs, y'all, the, the stairs. stairs. Stairs are canon now. Um, lesbian stairs or queer culture do it all the time (laughs) Um, if you have stairs in your home please tell me you're utilizing them Winona Earp moved to a later time slot uh, which means they got a little a little bump up in their ratings of uh, you know open some more doors of what they're allowed to show and they took that freedom and ran with it you know Uh, so we just we had a very beautiful explicit scene on the floor and the stairs between Waverly and Nicole. 
I have to say, and it's funny because, you know, like, I, I've watched the L word. I, I have watched, like, movies that have, like, sex scenes oh, you, in them. At least, like, I know what lesbian sex is, guys. I've, <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. Sex. No, but it's, but there is something that felt very different about, like, a network show showing that yes like you watch network tv and you're like yeah you'll see straight couples doing that but like they don't show us and there was honestly it it, like took a little moment to wrap my head around it being like people will see this like whoa it's crazy that other people are also watching this Here's the thing. I understand when you watch The L Word, like, you have to go into it knowing what you're signing up for. Like, you know, it's not like straight people, like, stumble onto The L Word, like, flipping channels one night, you know? This, uh, I'm like, this is just on sci-fi. Like, I have not seen that level of, of, like, a lesbian sex scene or, like, a queer sex scene between two women on a network TV show ever. Like, I have been watching TV for years where it's like, you know, whatever you're going to show your straight couple's doing, your lesbians, like, get um, under... Touch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get under blankets and, like, put their knees together and that's it, you know? Yep. This was... This was something else. And, uh... We're yeah, here for we're it. We're here for it. <laughs> we are here for it. We that are was perfect. Um, what else is happening, Ellie? So... We in the, have the great to wide talk, um, lesbian ab- world about Ammonite <laughs> like for a few reasons. So Ammonite is a new romantic drama film, um, and it's a lesbian love story between Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan. And I'm here for that, but I also do agree with a lot of the people on Twitter. That's just like, can we just not only get period pieces? Like, you know, I'm going to watch it, you know, I'm going to love it, but also, like, do lesbians exist past, like, the angsty times when they're, like, in the closet in huge... A forbidden glance, a forbidden touch, a forbidden love. I have lingered my eyes upon thine form too long. Yeah, it's... Exactly. um, And, like, we love Portrait of a Lady on Fire, so it's like, okay... Love it. Yes. And and we will see this movie and probably love it. But, like... Give us some other shit. Yes. Just yeah. give us some other shit. Here's, here are two emotions that can both coexist very nicely. Um, I love any queer media or queer representation that gets made. I will champion it. I will pay for it. I will support it. I will probably enjoy it. And also, I can want more or different representation. Please. I can want representation um, that takes place post the year 1850. I can want representation that includes people of color or black people or any other sort of like minority representation that just doesn't get included a lot of the time. Um, Those are things that are perfectly fine to coexist. It is possible to be happy and grateful that there is more representation being made um, and also to want it to be something else. Like, say, a fun modern queer rom-com with, you know, like, diverse casting. I agree. Okay, great. Um, Also, I'm like, speaking of diversity and casting, but also people sucking... (laughs) Sorry, but Netflix hates lesbians. 
Um, they have canceled I'm Not Okay With This. And I personally am not okay with this. Yeah. Because we had Dina, this goddess that I wanted to see what happens between her and Sid. And they were discovering their sexuality together. And it was exciting and and fun. And things exploded. And there were superpowers. And it got canceled. And it makes me really sad. Really, really sad. Yeah, and it also, it makes you worry. There's, I think there's a lot of shows where we see that, rep- like, the queer representation um, tend to do, like, a season and then disappear, you know? And so you start to worry about, like, because there are a, a number of Netflix shows right now that have come out that have queer rep in them. Um, and so you just worry that you're like, is it going to go anywhere? Or are you just going to toss it after a season like most other things? So Exactly. But continue, <clears throat> Looking at you, Netflix. <laughs> but continue to do like 10 seasons of 13 Reasons Why. And, oh, God, I know. Uh, Kissing Booth 3. Like, can we not? I didn't watch The Society, so I can't say that much about it. But I Netflix has also reversed. So they said they were going to renew The Society for a season two. And it has queer rep. And they reversed the decision. So we have two queer rep shows that had pretty high viewership mm-hmm. and still got canceled. Well, so. and that's after already like all the debacle of like one day at a time and all of that. So, yep. so. on thin ice, Netflix, you're on thin ice. We're with not us. happy with you, Netflix. First, when I was when I was in college, you only had horrible lesbian films <laughs> that I watched anyways, and now you're doing this. <laughs> But, you know, that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you our very first episode of season four, episode one. <laughs> Quarantine. Quarantine. Uh, quarantine sucks, but quarantine is amazing. So well, it can be. We're certainly <laughs> going to talk about it. <laughs> Um, we just thought we should kick it off. It's been, you know, we ended season three in quarantine, uh, and yet somehow... Are still starting season four in quarantine. Here we are. So here we are again. again. And we didn't really want to talk about it last season, because I think we were all still a bit in denial. Like, you know, let's all just enjoy pretending like it doesn't exist. But it does. And so we want to talk about how we've been getting through quarantine, how we hope we can help you get through quarantine, make it a, make it a bit brighter. So that's what, it, and, that's and what just today's about. Catch up a bit. You know, yeah. I mean, realistically, we've the past two seasons, we've sort of kicked off with like a year in review style thing. And I think it feels like the elephant in the room not to talk about it, right? I mean, this this is our this is our this is our, this is it. This is life. This is all we have. <laughs> this this is, is our life now. <laughs> this is our life. Um. So I feel like if we're gonna, you know, do a, a intro kickoff season four episode, it just feels like the thing to talk about is how can we maybe try to put a little positive spin or talk a little bit about our experiences, what what what's been going on, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Um. And also because I think it's something that has that we noticed, especially uh, both at the end of last season and over the summer, I think, um, is that we, it felt like we were getting more, not engagement, but like interaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Emails, like messages on social media. I think something that we noticed and that, and that we could kind of like feel that resonated very strongly with us is that people were, were reaching out for connection more than they usually do. I mean, obviously, you know, we hear from listeners pretty consistently, but it, it seemed like there was an increase 
in the amount, I guess. And I think that that's, there's, quarantine life in general is hard. I think there are ways that, you know, that we'll talk about where it's, there's like extra, I think, for, for queer folks as well. Yes. Um, and, and that did like stick with us. Like we did notice that it, it seemed like there was um, more outreach and like kind of like a different tone to the outreach. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about that, uh, about that as well. Do we want to talk before we start about our own personal quarantine experiences just to oh sure just so people can see where we're at what we're doing so let's do it what's your quarantine experience been likely oh good god (laughs) i'm so tired loaded question i'm so tired all the time no i mean it's it's better now we did do you know we did a solid three and a half months i think of we stayed home we're both working full-time from home with uh our two toddlers when we I mean when we started quarantine we had two under two in the house so that was fun um trying to manage like full-time parenting and and full-time work and it was just rough yes (laughs) it is tiring and exhausting and I think it's you know something that a, a awful lot of parents are dealing with right now um is there's just not a lot of good answers it's a little better now they kind of you know they loosen restrictions enough that we can have them back at their nannies at least during like weekdays so we can get some work done, which has been tremendously helpful in our lives. Um, but it's still, you know, I mean, they're young and it's hard to keep them entertained the entire rest of their lives in our little house. And, you know, I think for me, like, I'm I'm sure you're dealing with this as well. Like, Kelsey's more the introvert of the two of us. She could happily live the rest of oh her lives never God. leaving her house. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I miss seeing humans in social situations and we definitely have different needs in that area um that literally don't always match up the fact that you just said that to me like just spoke to my soul <laughs> you're like oh you must be dealing with it too i'm like yeah i yeah. am really like i you're like wait I, a minute yeah i'm like <laughs> is that is that what i miss is people <laughs> no i mean i know that's what i miss but it is very interesting being with someone who's far more introverted because i feel like her life does hasn't changed as much as mine has no and that of course like she's still dealing with stuff and it is still hard even even as an introvert she's like I miss people like somebody Mm -hmm. please like the other day we had a little like get together outside of her apartment she lives like right on the Boston Harbor it's really amazing but so we all had we had like three people sitting in chairs around in a circle and it's the most I've ever heard her talk in like her whole life (laughs) And she she does, like, she's very social when we do go out. But it's just funny, like, I'm like, so this energy you have here, this one time, like, imagine that's how I feel, like, every every day of my yeah. life i'm like i need a to, lot of the time i need to talk to a human please it's, we we have weeks where i'll be like hey is any is anyone does anyone want to do like a should we reach out for like a game night or something and she's like oh i don't know if you want to and i'm like it's all week we haven't seen anyone i haven't talked to anyone i need to talk to another person <laughs> you're like what do i mean if i want to of course i want to I like want please to. Let's do a yes. game night. So, so we've also learned, I mean, like, we've always been a couple that, like, I mean, I think as a lot of lesbian and, and queer female couples are, like, we tend to do most things together. And we've kind of learned that, like, it's okay if there's a night where I'm like, hey, I'm going to hang. You know, we just did with our patrons, we just did, like, a Jackbox night. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to do that because I know that you're okay to just, like, hang out and craft or sew or watch something on your own or, you know, like, whatever you want to get done. We've sort of learned a little more to, like, you know 
we are going to have different needs and that's okay. And we need to figure out, you know, how do we meet those needs without me being like, we need to hang out with our friends now all the time, every night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So that's how, that's how quarantine's been for us. Uh, how else has that. quarantine been for you, Ellie? The biggest thing for me is the people. I mean, also, I feel like my life shifted a lot because yes. because I love people. I have centered my career around people. <laughs> like, I love people. So everything I do, like, I, I perform, right? I, like, perform out for people. And you can't really do that anymore. I actually have, before quarantine hit, I just joined a wedding band like literally in march i joined a wedding band remember was... when you did that i remember have i ever sung in the wedding band no but yes yeah, so i'm excited to maybe eventually sing at a wedding i actually have my it's like this is so weird but like two days from now i have my first two paid performances since quarantine amazing and one of them is a zoom performance for a corporate event which i'm like i don't know what like I don't know what kind of event this is, but I'm literally playing for seven minutes. It's going to be the best seven minutes of my life. You're going to knock him dead. And this is depressing, but I'm singing at a funeral because I, I do sing at funerals sometimes. Like, you know, they have a cantor at a funeral. Yeah. So I sing at church sometimes. So I'm doing that. And it's the first church gig I've done since quarantine. And I have no clue what to expect for that either. So it's also just yeah. like... I'm not, not to say I'm excited to sing at a funeral, but I am excited to sing, to in, be performing. To sing in for public. People. Did you know you'll be singing for people, <laughs> Yeah, Ellie? right? Right? Um, can I tell you when you were talking about, like, pe- people, the people, all I can hear in my head is I want, like, the running soundtrack of your quarantine, quarantine experience, especially at the beginning, to just be like, imagine all the people <laughs> disappeared today. Oh, no. <laughs> Literally so sad. I, I'm um, sure we have lots of extroverts out there who can feel my pain. Yes. And um, as we kind of hinted at before, you know, like we, I, I mean, Ellie and I obviously have the luck to be at certain places in our lives where like, you know, we're, we're both out. We, you know, we both have pretty comfortable uh, experiences with our queerness in terms of like our day-to-day life and our families and all yes. of that. Um, but we also, you know, we know there's a lot of people out there. We've heard from so many of our listeners who are home, who are, you know, kind of stuck with their families who maybe either don't know they're not out to, might not be supportive uh, of them being queer. Like that, I think, is something that we've heard a lot about. From, from a number of, especially our younger listeners, like, you know, high school, college age, that can be like a really tricky situation to navigate, I think, especially as this just draws on <laughs> endlessly. Mm-hmm. Dating is certainly something where, like, you know, I think queer people have uh, a smaller pool well, to begin with, and now it's even harder. I don't, okay, I'm like, I'm not dating right now, but I have a friend who's dating and she's raking in. <laughs> I'm just saying, is she like, really? Yes, because okay, yes, dating is hard, and maybe this is just like me. This is a hypothesis that I have, but think about it. Dating is hard because number one, there's too many options, right? Especially with like Tinder and everything and all that. Like, all the kids using these online dating. I can't okay? even keep track of how many apps there are anymore. And but think about it, really now. Okay, another another thing, time. 
right? People are like, oh, I just don't have the time to talk to people. Right mm. now, people want to connect. We are made of time. All we have is time to talk, <laughs> like to be alone. And so people want to connect. So I swear to you, she's talking to like seven people. And we were sort of cracking up the other day because <laughs> I'm like, right now you can talk to all these people. They will never know that you're talking to all these people. But can you imagine if and when life goes back to normal, the queer dating scene is very small. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to one party and every single person she's talking to will be there at the same time. And that's when things will get hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you keep us updated on that situation yes. as it develops, Ellie. Also, lesbians thrive with long distance. Are you kidding me? How many, I know we're going to talk about TikTok later, but in terms of dating, TikTok is a place, right? TikTok's like another dating app. Yeah. I saw these two lesbians on TikTok. One of them posted a video, like, you know, you can duet, right? So they duetted with one of them and was like, my type exactly, like this girl right here. Then that girl saw the video and she did a duet being like, oh, like when somebody else like finds you attractive, blah, blah, blah. So they start talking. Stop it. And they literally, this is also probably not smart in terms of pandemic living, but they just both flew to Florida and went on vacation together. Maybe it wasn't Florida, but it was some sort of, is, there was I a mean, beach. I mean, I hope not Florida. That's there was a, a beach involved, right <laughs> so I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe LA, either way. Listen, kids, don't fly to Florida right now. Or maybe they're in France. I can't remember. <laughs> they can't go to France. You can't get to France. You can't get into the country. Right okay, then they're the not in France. But they're both like influencer types. So I feel like oh they can afford a lavish vacation. But like they just met each other because. I love it. Because that's what, the rom com I want right now. Give what else is there to do in quarantine except to like flirt with random people and just do something crazy? Uh, yes. So exactly. But if you, I'm like, if you are having a difficult time out there, <laughs> that is also still valid. But I'm just like looking at people like, what is happening out there? I think the takeaway here is quarantine has thrown a wrench in a lot of things. Yes. Um, and queer people, as we have discussed many times on the podcast, we thrive in queer community. And so what we wanted to do is to talk about what are some of the ways that we, uh, both of us, have been finding community through, you know, this whole lockdown quarantine period. Um, what are things that we've seen? What are things that we've enjoyed doing? Um, and and some tips and ideas for people in terms of how you can go about finding uh, finding queer community yourselves. Should we jump in, Ellie? Are we jumping right in? Yes, let's jump in. I also just want to say overarching theme of this. One of the really cool things about quarantine is that virtual events are so popular. Yeah. Because I'm like, shameless plug, we'll talk about our events. But but our events have been a really, just like, it's been a cool experience to see the amount of people that actually show up. And I will say we tried to do virtual trivia before the pandemic. And I think we sold three tickets. Like nobody wanted to come do it because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're out on a Thursday night. And the positives to that is that like, okay, normal life quote-unquote, pre-COVID life, 
you could only, or for the most part, you're only hanging out with and talking to people who live in your city or who live in your town, who live near you. Now, truly, the whole world is available to make connections. And the whole world has shown up, boy, I'll tell you. They, They have, and it's really cool. Like, we have had people from Australia, from France, France, from, from Germany, Germany, from I don't even know where Seattle, yeah, had... everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like the far ends of the earth. <laughs> I don't know why Seattle is the first thing that came to my mind, but <laughs> Canada, but tr- <laughs> truly from everywhere, from and... the great north, yeah, from the western continents, <laughs> from the reaches beyond it's, the sea. It's really cool. Like, if we need to find a silver lining, that is my silver lining. It has, it has been very, very It has been delightful. Um, and it's, I think it's, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Patreon more, but I think, you know, we've, um, we've just met so many really cool people that way. It's also been a great opportunity. Like, you know, when we do the, the live in-person face-to-face trivia events, like at a bar, I mean, I love that and I love that energy as well. And there's something that's like really cool about that experience and that space and everything um but it's also been really fun to also be able to have like guests you know so Mm -hmm. like having amber join us for buffy trivia and like it's and leo uh, for yeah having leo join us for elver trivia like those are things that i don't think we would have had the opportunity to do um in a live setting that you know that door sort of opened up i think um a little bit more and like that's been really fun Mm mm-hmm so I think, yeah, I think uh, too even from a good. yeah even from a participant standpoint, I'm like we're running the events, so that's our experience. But from a participant standpoint, like if I were to go to one of these events, like I can play trivia with my friend who lives in New York. I can play trivia with my friends who live in Australia. Like you know, like yeah, that's one of the things I've really that I've really valued about quarantine is that it's been a good reset to connect with the people who matter, mm-hmm. no matter where they are. Like, yeah. I connected with my two best friends from college. We had a little book club, <laughs> and we would just, like, get on FaceTime and read a book. And I am still friends with them. Like, I would consider them my be- two of my really best friends. But that's probably the most interaction I've had with them in a very long time. Yeah. And it was amazing like i i value that so much let's also use that to segue into i think a natural offshoot of the trivia events and other events that we've done because we've also done like the karaoke nights and oh heck yes we've been doing some fun stuff uh but also i think um for me a big thing about that is that we through quarantine especially have been spending a lot of time with our patrons so both both via the events and also um, our Discord channel and, and sort of like patron-specific events that we've been putting together with uh, with the Discord channel and with our patrons. Ellie and I, I mean, I we're going to like gush a little bit about our patrons right now because Ellie Which... and I do this all the time when <laughs> it's just the two of us. And so we're going to take just a, give us like a hot minute to do it on the podcast. Yes. We have the best patrons, like the, the best. They're just such fun people. I like I just love hanging out with them like it's like when we did our we did our Jackbox games the other day I was just it was like 11 p.m. my time and I was like I should probably go to sleep but I could have stayed up for like two more (laughs) hours just like hanging out but that has been our experience with 
everything. Like, just with the channel in general, like, they're... It's just... If I know, like, you and I have talked about this um, personally, like, just between the two of us, but it's, like, that channel has meant so much to us through this. Like, mm-hmm. it, this is not something that we're just, like, doing because it's, like, it's a patreon benefit that we created and so we have to keep it up like we love love and really value that space and the people that we share it with it has just been delightful and i think i know that that is something that people find in twitter group chats um which i also have and also value you know it's something that people find in like fandom communities for shows for other podcasts you know like I just, I think there's something that any of those places where you can just have that sort of, like, constant, it's just, like, you know it's always there, and there will probably always be someone there if you need to just, like, reach out and vent, reach out and get that connection, like, just, you know, I want to post a stupid selfie just because I know someone's gonna, like, like it and smile and, like, reply something with, like, their own stupid selfie, and, like, there's just something about knowing that it's always there. It's always yes, there. it's very comforting and like to just like check it you're like talking about posting selfies I'm like yeah or if you want to post a picture of you in a wig <laughs> <laughs> because you're laughing by yourself and you want someone else to laugh at you I've, I'm not speaking from experience but if you are someone who takes a lot of pictures in wigs we welcome that so yeah I just want to and let I you also, know I feel like it exemplifies <laughs> like having that be also like it it, that is a queer space you know and I think that like it also embodies so much of the things about like physical queer spaces that we also love that it's just like the inclusivity the like just overarching acceptance of everything the support like questioning support of like anything anyone posts or like needs like it's just it's like it's such a great space and so wherever you could find that we strongly encourage you to find something like that. Have a group text with your friends. Have a WhatsApp with your friends. Have a, a group chat on Twitter. Have us, you know, have a Slack channel that you make. Just there's something about that, um, that type of setting that I think, especially in quarantine, has just been like a lifeline. It really yeah. has been. Um, and and we just ours is filled with the best people, so that's all. True. True. <laughs> But I'm sure yours are That's nice, all too. We no, I'm just see. kidding. <laughs> um, okay, this is a good time. We're going to take a break, hear from some sponsors. We will be back in one second. Spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about TikTok. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. All right, it's time to talk about TikTok. Ellie's been waiting all quarantine to do this. You know it. Well, I would just like to say, I got sucked into TikTok And I pretty much, like, you know, if you're, like, going down a wormhole and you reach out and you're trying to find some ground. And I reached out and Lee's arm was there. So I grabbed Lee and I took her into the wormhole. And you just yanked with all of your might. 
Um, yeah, you've, so it's you've, not just me. You created a monster. No, it is not uh, just me. Here's the thing. You started your TikTok, which is fabulous. It's Ellie's Gay TikTok. You Check it out. It. And as the ever-supportive podcasting partner that I am, I was like, well, I mean, I obviously need to at least make an account so I can go on and like your videos. Mm-hmm, which uh, I appreciate. And, and follow along with what you're doing so I can hype you up. And then, you know, it's just, you start, you're like, well, what other things are, are on there? And you start, and you start scrolling. And at first you go through, you know, there's the algorithms, you go through a couple weird places as it, as it tries to figure out where you're going to land. And you're like, this is interesting, like shuffle dancing, I guess. There's like haunted TikTok. I don't know. There's, but then it sort of wait. Locks so in that you were like... in haunted TikTok? I no, you know what's funny? I'm like, <laughs> it's like starting to give me haunted TikTok stuff now that I don't know how I feel about. But mm. like, you know, you it it kind of it has to feel it's you figured, out yeah, first, figures out where and you're it's like, to go. do you yeah. want this? Are you like a a cooking things like how tos? What are you into? Um, and then it's like, ah, lesbians, I see. We found you. We found you. Um, and then the more time you spend on it, the more you kind of get sucked in. I know. Okay, so let's, I'm like, let's talk about the pros and cons of TikTok. So main con, you get sucked in. Oh, God, yes, it is a huge addiction. I had to handle my addiction. It, It took over my whole life. I still, like, I will be asleep and I'll wake up and be like, TikTok idea. Do it. And then I'm like, Ellie, just do your normal day. Like, you don't need to do this. Um, But I also do think it has been a really safe space for queer people if you find the right accounts. So that has been really positive because I've seen like I've seen a lot of really cool accounts, really interesting queer people that I would have not have really known before. um, And that's been really cool. So engaging with them. A lot of people are getting political on there, which is also really cool, like, to see just in 60 seconds, like, giving you all the information you need to know, being activists. Like, there's such cool things on TikTok that when I, before I joined TikTok, I was like, TikTok is shuffle dancers and, like, annoying straight people dancing and, like, (laughs) like, weird men taking their shirts off and, like, winking at the camera. And I don't want to see that. Yeah. But if you find the right part of TikTok, it actually can be really cool and validating, it's which cool I wasn't and expecting. And it's also, I think, the thing that I'm realizing, too, and I mean, obviously, as professional lesbians. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do think that there is, uh, there is a way in which, like, I mean, okay, especially for me, I'm like, boy, I am, like, uh, an old like, fuddy-duddy, like, one foot in the grave, like, half corpse on this app. Um, and that's fine. That's Because okay. most, most people on there are much, much younger. Um, but I do think that it's, like, it is impossible to keep up with everything that is happening in the younger queer community without knowing what's happening in queer TikTok land. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like... It's less noticeable now, maybe, but, like, someday we're all going to get out of quarantine and, like, you might see a girl walking towards you on the sidewalk with an eyebrow slit and, like, you wouldn't even know, you know? (laughs) Wait, like if you weren't, what am I supposed to know? What do I... That she's gay. Oh, I was like, I... Oh, okay, yeah. Right. 
But it's like if I had okay before I had like ever downloaded TikTok or you didn't paid know any that eyebrow, to it, eyebrow like, slits were gay, right? I wouldn't have known that. Mm. You know, it's like there's so many things that are becoming like just memes and like part of the common queer discourse and dialogue we and, gotta keep and up with the kids can, you gotta keep up with the kids man and i'll tell you what like as you know ellie and i have talked about this too like tiktok as much as it is an insane place like it is another place that just convinces me like the kids are all right man mm-hmm. they're funny they have a really firm grasp of humor and timing and like how to make the most effective like no budget nothing like encapsulation of what they want to get across they're political they're plugged in they're smart like i'm here for it that's all i'm saying um and as you mentioned before people are dating on there a ton a bunch uh so much (laughs) oh god it's it's wild, but it's it's all there's I'm a lot of thirst for... traps too. Let's put yes, it that way. Yes. People are out there, they are they are fishing. Yes. And they are they are reeling them in. <laughs> I will say that's the one part of lesbian TikTok that I don't care well, for. Well, I think you and I are looking for something different, maybe. <laughs> yes. But even still, I don't know. I do feel like there's like a bit of toxic masculinity in some there's, Some there's yeah, I could see that. I mean, it gets that, to like that that Shane archetype of lesbians that I think you and I have never been. Yeah, big I just on. can't. I just can't. Can you imagine? Imagine a, the original L word if Shane had had a TikTok. Yeah, Shane would be TikTok famous, right? Yeah. <sighs> but yes, for the most part, the algorithm has has smoothed it out. I pretty much only see gay shit. Um, some music stuff, obviously. I was getting a lot of musical theater when I started, which I loved because I love musical theater. Um, and then I delved, like, way far into the gay. So the the music has, like, very much, like, it's, like, 10%. Sometimes I'll get it. I'm like, oh, cool. But that scene's really interesting. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of cool stuff. Just a lot of cool stuff. Just if you're bored, looking for something to do, you know? Check it out. Join us. Ellie's going to reach out her hand for some of you, okay? Join That's what us. we're saying. <laughs> and any of our younger listeners who are on TikTok, you better follow me. <laughs> Ellie's gay TikTok. Ellie's gay TikTok. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Ellie Foster on TikTok. Yes. Are we going to add TikTok to the end, Lee? <gasps> oh, we will. Oh, God. We must. Our new outro. <laughs> Um, okay, something else I wanted to talk about, just because I know there's been a handful of them. I only managed to catch one of them, but I know, um, like, Gabby Dunn and other people have been putting together, uh, queer, like, table reads, like, live reads of Mm -hmm. scripts. Um, I caught most of the Ocean's Eleven one. I know they've done others. I love it. And they just, like, YouTube live them or Facebook live them. They are Hilarious. Hilarious. It's just, like, should have been gay live. Yes. Like, if we could cast people and our should have been gays, like, they're doing it. It's so cool. And as as could only have been expected, and as we say multiple times, like, everything is better if it's gayer. And it is so true with all of these. Even with no nothing, no filming, no sets, no costumes, no staging, no Costumes, they, I feel like some people did go pretty... Like, hard on the costumes, which I really appreciated. Like, drawing in chest hair. That was Yes. Incredible. was pretty amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, still, with very, Low very budget. little. Low like, budget I costumes. think I enjoyed that more than any time I have watched Ocean's Eleven. So, yeah. 
that is something that I would also recommend. And again, because it's it's a queer space. There's the the shared experience. You know, you're watching it with like tons of other people. There's there's a chat, or you can have your own chat going on. It's like you're it's you're sharing an experience with people, even if you're not physically in the same space. And I think those have been super effective um, and just a lot of fun. It's been so cool. Uh, which I'm going to say transitions us to just live watches in general. Yes. Which, I mean, we've done a few. Like, we we always, I mean, we do live watches anyways before pre-corona. <laughs> but it is always so much more fun watching a gay movie with gay people. With gay people, it is. It is. Yeah. And I know people have been doing the same now, like, because... You know, there are, like, movies that have come out, certain shows, certain shows, maybe. Certain shows. Who knows Just what those shows may be. a show or two that are back uh, on our television sets that maybe people are, are watching together. Or, again, like, even if you're just watching and live tweeting together or things like that, you know, like, I think... Those are places that we've always found queer community that are quarantine-friendly. They are yes. Also approved In terms of live watches, too, there's a lot of queer film festivals that now have had to go mm-hmm. virtual. And I think that's also really exciting, too, because Wicked Queer, which is the film festival in Boston, they did their whole festival virtually. And if you don't live in Boston, you could actually go now. And they've, they have... Their programming is always amazing. I always go every year. But yeah, it's just really cool to see that anyone can watch this film festival. And it exposes these queer films that are, you know, most of them are not heavily funded. They're, I mean, they're funded in some way, but they're not mainstream, right? Um, Even one of their films, it's called Lingua Franca. Um, It got picked up by Netflix, which is really cool. And I don't know if that's, like, because of the film festival, but I'm sure the traction that it got from being premiered at a virtual film festival probably helped. So that was pretty cool. It is another, like, small silver lining to this is because production on almost everything has been, has kind of, like, ground to a halt for a long time. Um, We're getting access to things. Like, you know, networks are buying... Um, buying rights to shows that, like, they wouldn't have necessarily shown otherwise. Like, people are just trying to fill airtime or, like, get more content up. And so we're kind of getting, like, a different selection than I think you normally would have gotten, which, when it, especially when it opens doors for, like, more queer media is Is really exciting. Always exciting for us. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's something, it's, it can be trickier, again, because um, there has been a a lot of... things put on hold um but there's there's things that were filmed before there's new stuff that's been being released uh and i think you know even if it's just like get some friends and you know like we've done you can watch a movie over zoom together i mean the quality can be hit or miss depending on how good your internet is but start it up together and just have a a group text going during it you know like just things that you can do that help you feel like you're not not all alone. Also, like, speaking of online queer things, there's also been a lot of queer virtual conventions, which is really mm-hmm. cool because the I think the biggest thing for me is, like, making everything virtual increases access. Like, for example, we usually go to Clexicon. How much money that costs to go to Clexicon? We put that in our budget for the whole year. It is expensive. It's not as accessible as a virtual convention. So we got to participate in Tags Quarantine Con. Yeah, which was completely free. So you get 
all of its incredible content on Facebook. Like, really, really cool people were there, like us. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. That wasn't awesome. We've recorded a live show. You might have heard it. It was the episode we did with Sabrina Jalise. And again, I mean, there is is a trade-off. Like, I missed... You know, we've done live shows that are when you're in person and there's you actually get to have that that interaction with the with audience, the audience and that yeah. energy that's a little different. But also it was really fun knowing like that it was so much more accessible to people. People who who, you know, probably wouldn't have the opportunity to come to some of our live shows yet that were able to just like log in and watch it live. And that was actually really fun as well to like know that people were getting uh getting to have that experience that wouldn't otherwise um yeah, that was a ton of fun. It's really cool. I really hope that Tag does another con because I just feel like they're, it's just, it was very well run. I appreciated them. Dana, it was Tag and also Fairy Game Other Media, right? So Dana helped as well, which she's always the best. The best combo you could hope for. Speaking of live shows, what we miss about, you know, being able to do it live and doing it live in person we were talking to one of our patrons the other day. She was listening to one of our episodes and she was like, I was listening to old episodes and hearing you all talk about live shows was wild. Yeah. And I was It just, feels like a different life. Right. It literally feels like we were like lesbians of the past. So I wanted to talk about our past lesbian lives. This is even pre-corona. <laughs> I've been thinking about this because to be honest, like in terms of, this is going to sound really bad, but I'm not really a germaphobe, so, like, I feel like I would do things that now I'm like, that is the worst. I should never have been doing these things. I don't know if that's going to be the same for you, Lee, but I'm curious. What's something that past lesbian Lee did that if you did now, you would be like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing I could ever do? sharing drinks with people probably like Mm. you're like you're out and someone's like oh like what'd you get and you're like oh do you want to try it yeah like it's see it sounds unfathomable to me right now but yeah like but you would just be like yeah let me let me take a sip oh sure here like from the same straw like you'd like share a straw just with your friends like exactly totally normal totally fine I'm going to tell a way grosser story. I'm so glad. Okay. I'll try, I'll try to think if I have anything grosser like, I can come up with speaking quickly. Speaking of drinks, this is actually just something I don't think anyone else would do pre-corona. Like, this is gross. No You're matter. like, I'm just a weird person. Let this me tell you This is actually it. just gross no matter what. Okay. So I'm sorry. I was, I was young. I was at a party. Like, it was like a college party. I'm obviously had been drinking. And I'm also very clumsy. So, you know, like, they usually have those big vats of drinks that you would share at a, like, a, at a big college party. Uh-huh. Like, so, like a punch bowl. Like a punch bowl. Like yes. a bowl of punch. Of just sorts, regular punch. Right? Sure. So I knocked over the punch bowl. And all of the punch fell onto the floor. I don't like where this is going, Ellie. In my drunken state. I was so apologetic. I'm so sorry I did this. I'll drink it. And I went onto the floor and tried to drink the drink that had fallen on the floor. Okay, but to be fair, would you do this if you hadn't been severely intoxicated? Okay. I mean, it's not like you would run out to, like, if you went out to dinner with your family <laughs> and someone, like, spilled a drink I'd on be the like, floor. Let me drink it. I would can't, you have been down on the floor, like, <laughs> like, you can't waste that water? Um, okay, no. <laughs> 
I'm just trying no. to let you, you know, dig your way out of this. Thank a you. Bit. Yes, okay. it was it was the alcohol that made me do it. But also, it is horrifying. Also, it's so bad. But I don't know why now that that memory has vividly come into my brain, and I'm like, that was gross then, but like, <laughs> it's like unforgivable now. <laughs> oh. I can't. Let me th- I, I will I, say the sharing drinks happened sober, so yeah, you know. And that, that was like I was sharing a drink in a way, but you know, yeah, not not the same, not the Ugh. same. Lesbians of the past. What were you I thinking? Know. Also, like even just like having a one night stand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people you... are still doing that during this, but you know. But you know, it's just still like taking your life in your own hands these days. I was. Cr- this is unrelated, but not really. But I was crying at this tweet I read. Like it was funny but also horrifying to me where somebody said um they have a friend who is a cis man who wears a mask when he has one night stands but not a condom <laughs> and i was like what Men, the f- why are you like this fuck is this world coming to so i'm like great way to end it i feel like we can end it in a better way uh, let's end it in a better way and say uh quarantine it sucks so much and we know that and it i i just don't think there's any way to um you know get past the fact that like this is hard and it's tedious and it's lasting forever and it's probably not going to be over for a bit but um as queer people we have found these are some of the ways that have helped us get through quarantine that we think are the little silver linings that we're trying to keep track of to kind of remind ourselves that like there have been there have been good things that you know yes. that we have found during this or that that we probably wouldn't have discovered otherwise, um, and so we're holding on to those. Is that a better ending? That's uh, a great. That's a yeah, great ending. Okay. Great. Yes. Does that mean it's time, Ellie? It's time for our Q and Gay. It's been so long. I know. Q Q Q, Q. And, 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 and Gay. All right, let's do this. So. Uh, we'll start, I'll ask you first. Okay. What is your quarantine situation? A, alone, B, with family, C, with roommates, or I'm going to add another D, which is quarantine pod. Because I know some people have formed their own little pods with some people that are close to them. That's true. Um, and so actually, I guess that changes my answer because I would say uh, quarantine pod because we have been, my parents will come over and see uh, see the girls. So they've also been quarantined at home. We have a very tiny house, uh, but they live nearby. And so that has always been our, you know, if we had an extra bedroom, they would have moved in, but their bedroom just happens to be a, a short drive away. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Question two, Ellie, are you an introvert or an extrovert? This is a very obvious question. So hard for me to guess. I am a literal 98% on an extroverted scale. <laughs> I've been tested. I can promise you so, this number. <laughs> I am an extrovert. Yes. I will say that. Lee, what is your favorite online game night? A, board games. B, trivia night. C, TTRPG. Or D, just hanging with friends. Uh, this is so tough because I, I will say, like, it really depends on my mood. Um, I love games. I know. <laughs> I really do love games. And we ha- we've had some really good board game nights with friends. We've also, I, we've done some of our first, like, role-playing one-shots with some of our patrons through quarantine. And I have 
really Loved enjoyed yes. some of those nights. So I don't. I love all of them. I can't pick one. I'm sorry. I, I'm failing. I failed. It's been too long since we've done Q and Gay. I can't make up you my failed. I feel like you can just pick D, just hanging with friends, and you could do whatever you want with friends, and it's fun. That's true. That sounded sexual, but I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, I agree, though. Online game nights are my savior. I told Lee and some of our patrons the other day, I am, I have dealt with my competitive nature. I'm very, very competitive. And sometimes I would make game nights not fun for me when I would lose. <laughs> but I've worked on it. So now all game nights are fun for me. Good. I'm so glad. Even when I lose, like I lost to Lee the other day and I was fine. So you're saying and you had fun losing to me I lot. still had a good time. Great. <laughs> She Damn. looks so convincing. Everyone. I was so I just happy. Want you to know. <laughs> uh, question four, Ellie. Have you done a quarantine buzz? I have not, but I will tell you this is probably the first time in my entire life I've thought about it. I believe it because I know how long Kelsey's hair is getting and it's really getting to her. She, I think she's going to break soon and let me try to cut it for her. She, on the other hand, I. Here's the thing I get a haircut every four weeks like clockwork, no matter what, quarantine or no quarantine. So Kelsey has gotten really good at cutting my hair through all of this. That's good. I mean, that's probably pretty cost effective moving forward. You just, Kelsey can do it. Yeah, why not? In college, my roommate just cut my hair all the time and I loved it because I, and I didn't pay for a haircut for four years. It was great. So I'll maybe let I'll... you know if she does let me try whether I am as successful. <laughs> oh God, I'm nervous for her. All right, Lee, question number five. What is your lesbian TikTok style? A, cottagecore lesbian, B, musical duets, C, thirst trap, or D, shuffle dancer? So here's the problem. I wrote a question that doesn't that have doesn't the answer describe for either you. of us. Yeah, it's like, I don't know about that. I'm going to go with musical duets because the first the first TikTok I ever posted was a, was a, a yes. duet, was a music duet. So I'll go with musical duets, even though it's the only one I've posted, but... What are you what, gonna do? What do you feel like is your actual? Uh, I think my actual style is sad thirty plus lesbian trying to be funny on TikTok. I love it. Yeah. Very niche, but there's a lot of people that's, in that niche. That's my vibe. <laughs> I feel like I'm still trying to figure out my vibe. I just like love I love singing and I love being gay. So I've been trying to make like a double threat singing gay videos you know i love it i feel like my taylor swift reaction that was a good one i really that enjoyed was, doing that that was great so that was like you know music and gay so i'm trying to just do gay music shit and i'm loving it i approve remember that you can give us your own answers to this episode's q and gay questions on our twitter at let's hang out pod let me hear you say hip 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 we're gay we love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. We uh, want to shout out some of the things normally every week, but right now we have just, we want to say before we get started, because we, you know, obviously don't have time to call out everybody who has reached out to us, but this summer has been just so wonderful. We've heard from so many people, new listeners, old listeners, um, you know, our patrons, obviously, and it's just been such a delight. We're so happy that people are, are finding the podcast, that people are enjoying the podcast. Um, I know, you know, quarantine has been rough on all of us, and we love when people reach out. So it always makes us so happy to hear from you, and we just want to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. So we are going to shout out Chris this episode, 
who sent us a very lovely email and also sent us some fan art, which was love it. Amazing. Love it. Um, I'll just talk about my my art um, because I got to look really cool with a guitar. Um, and then <laughs> my favorite was not the, as not as yeah, cool not as, as I was. Cool as Lee. <laughs> but... Um look, if you're gonna draw us, which you all absolutely should, because it makes us inordinately happy Love every it. time. Um, but you should definitely always draw me with a beanie and aviator sunglasses because I looked fantastic. So there you go. We just I cannot I cannot put into words how um like kind of ridiculous and amazing it feels to have someone draw you. Just it's it's, it's very crazy. Cool. It's crazy that you all do stuff like to, that. To to make you look like the representation of what you feel like you are, which I feel like, you know, yeah. the, the aviators, yeah. the like you captured you, the essence of Lee. You nailed it, Chris. You nailed yes. it. That's what we're it was saying. Incredible. So thank you so much. <laughs> we absolutely adored it. We would also like to thank, as always, our lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Danny Griswold, Jacqueline Rosenshino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie and Lawrence, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, and Tara Gleason. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, and Wendy K. Bartlett. Thank, thank you, you so much to all of you. I was going to say thank you. <laughs> you can say thank you, too. We both say thank you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also will still be posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure that you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them when they go up. We also have partnered with Broadway Murder Mysteries for their new game called Drama at Drag Brunch. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm so excited. I watched the trailer for this, and it just got me really excited because it's just all these drag queens talking about I didn't do the murder it was you and I feel like I should be in these because obviously that was a really good weird middle accent um but like we've been talking about it's a really great thing to do with your friends you can do it all virtually you can do it on zoom for up to 20 players and if you use our code les20 you get $20 off so it's only $20 for one really fun gay game night what Love more it. could you ask for? Nothing. Nothing. If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first, it's so easy. It's so free. Go on the Apple Podcasts app, leave us a rating and, and a review. It helps new people find the podcast, and we love reading the reviews. We really do. We just hit 300 ratings, so 300 of you have told us that we're amazing. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to help support us financially and join all of the amazing things that we do with our patrons, you can join us at bit.ly slash lespatreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get to join our Discord and hang out with us, share your pictures, share your experiences, and we would love to get to know more of you during quarantine. And we want to hear your Winona Earp theories. We want to know what gay books you've read. We want it all. We want it all. We want it all. And if you want it all, you can pick up some of our merch at our Tee Public store. You can find it at bit.ly slash lesshop. 
You can get all your teas, your tanks, your totes, your mugs, your masks, your all sorts of good stuff with all of our original designs. And you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can find me at LSH Foster on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. I can't wait to see those people hang out with us on TikTok. With that, our first episode of season four, we missed you all so much. I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.